Hello and good evening. You're listening to Barkara Radio on 103.1 FM, uh, 5 BBI, or you can also stream live online on 5BBI.com.au. I'm your host, Juan Pablo Legaspi, and uh, first and foremost, hope you're staying safe and well. It's been a while. I must apologize. Um, the past few weeks, as I'm sure it's uh, been the case with everybody, is that uh, it's been absolutely intense. Um, in terms of what's going on in your life, and um, it's no different uh, with what's going on in the station here. So um, hope you're staying safe. Uh, but being one of the first shows um, since the, the lockdown first occurred in, in Adelaide here uh, earlier on a few weeks ago, um, I've had the opportunity to speak to a local lawyer, um, Filipino lawyer, uh, that's based in Adelaide. Her name is Cyril Gabito, and she's the principal lawyer of Gabito Lawyers. So I thought I'd play um, a short interview um, that I conducted with her to talk about our experiences about Filipinos um, that are either in Australia at the moment and might be on temporary visas, and she gives a few pieces of advice there, or for Filipinos that are thinking of migrating to Australia. It might be the last thing that uh, people are thinking right now, international travel, but there, there would still be people that are thinking of migrating sometime in the future. And so uh, I talked to Cyril about that. So stay tuned. Uh, and meanwhile, we'll play our first track.
ba ang aahitin o giliw ko? Ilang hirit pa ba ang hihiritin o giliw ko? Di naman ako manyakis tulad ng iba Pinapangako ko sa'yo na igagalang ka Sagutin mo lang ako, aking sintay Walang humpay na ligaya At asahang iibigin ka Sa tanghali, sa gabi at umaga Huwag ka sanang magtanong at magduna Dahil ang puso ko'y wala Sanang magtanong at magduda Dahil ang puso ko'y walang pangamba Na tayo'y mabubuhay na tahimik at buhok Ligaya And that was Ronnie Liang with his cover of an Eraser Heads track called Ligaya. And if you're not familiar with the Razor Heads, they're, they're a particular favorite of mine, uh, popular in the late 80s, 90s, I think. Um, big fan of them, uh, and from my cousins as well, they're, um, they used to listen to them a lot. So I hope you enjoyed that modern take. Uh, now, uh, as is the sign of the times, I did conduct an interview, uh, and as opposed to a telephone call, we used Zoom, so the audio quality is a little bit different. Uh, but uh, I hope that you find it informative, especially for those that are coming from a perspective of um, a recent arrival from the Philippines living in Australia or in Adelaide, or you're thinking of um, coming to Adelaide. Um, I had an interview with uh, um, Cyril, Cyril Gabito, principal of Gabito Lawyers, um, giving her take on uh, COVID-19 and pandemic and its effects. Um, and I'll just play it right now. And if all goes well, yep. So on the top left, it says recording. Beautiful. Um, so we'll just start off first with a, a quick intro for yourself, please, Cyril. And um, bear in mind, this is purely going to be an audio recording in the end. So um, don't have to yeah. worry that much about the video. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, go for it. Okay. No. All right. Thank you for having me here, obviously. And um, my name is Cyril Gabito, and I am the principal of Gabito Lawyers. And basically, our practice, we are a general practice. However, we majority of our matter deals with family law, employment law, immigration, Wilson Estate is part of our practice as well. So that's the three main areas of law that we are dealing with. And um, in, with the areas of law that you deal with, obviously, you must see a lot of Filipinos come through, uh, whether it's a partner visa or various types of migration matters. 
Indeed, um, a different type of visas we cater as well uh, up to the federal court. Yes. Right, and um, with with the current crisis, the pandemic that we've got going on, what 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 are you hearing on the ground at the moment? All right, this is very good. Let's talk about the current situation, the famous COVID-19. Yes. Obviously, uh, the implication to the visa holders, in particular to, uh, to our international students. Obviously, we know that you know, COVID-19 has shaken the whole world. This is a problem um, everybody's facing. Everybody's affected by this. And one thing, obviously, it's good to know that, you know, the Australian government made reasonable effort to assist individual businesses, um, temporary residents, and other, res you know, and, and the Australian citizens, of course, to continue to live and do the necessary or essential activity that what they call. Now, um, we are aware of the, the stimulus grant that, you know, that they're giving, uh, i.e. job keeper, job seeker, extending the um, working hours of the student visa holders and, um, and the superannuation as well. They, they, yeah, the early, you know, the early withdrawal of the superannuation that they are allowing to happen. So, yeah. And um, from what you can see, um, it, have these been a positive things for um, the Filipinos and, and the migrants that you're seeing? Or um, I guess, how does it have a, a, a real impact on, on the migrants? Are you seeing that kind of helping ease the pressure a little bit or is there still a bit of pressure behind the scenes? Oh, well, uh, let's talk about the student, the student first. We've been hearing a lot of issues. We've been hearing a lot of problems that um, they do not have, obviously, enough funds to, to support their, their needs here. But we have to bear in mind that before they come to Australia, they, before they, you know, before they've been granted the student visa, they have an undertaking taking that they can support themselves. But obviously, the money that they have, yes, we are in that, you know, we understand that the part where the government is, you know, is thinking. But we have to understand also that the money they're bringing in here would not be enough to support their need, to support them, you know. Yeah. Hence, the, hence, they've been given a work rights. But 40, uh, 40 hours fort, fortnight is obviously what they are currently um, having in their visa. But uh, the good thing is that the, the government, um, as a way of recognizing the value of the student visa holders, they added, um, they increased the number of hours. But, but it's not for all the sectors. It's only for, for the aged care and the supermarkets. Okay. So, yeah. So, but how can, yeah, it's only the sectors, aged care supermarkets and, and agricultural. You know, but it is not just, yes, I have a student visa and I am working in that sector. I can do 60 hours or how many hours. It's not like that. The company has to register. The company has to register that uh, to the Department of Immigration just to ensure that they will not be in breach of their visa condition. Otherwise, the repercussion would be when they apply for a succeeding visa, they will say, oh, you have your breach your condition and therefore we might cancel your visa. So that's a very so, good tip. So if you're uh, an international student listening, uh, don't just assume 
check with your employer first. Yeah, that's okay. right. They have to check. They have to check. Well, currently, supermarket, the big supermarkets, Coles and Woolworths, um, yes, they have to register. They are registered. I, I believe they're already registered. Um, Age care. So they have to wait for for the Department of Health to give them a go signal that yes, these students can can do more more hours in in that industry. So yes. Okay. And and there seems to be a lot of Filipino students in Adelaide, right? I remember speaking to um, our honorary consul Daryl Johnson, and he was saying that there's been a big influx of Filipino students recently. Is that what you're you're seeing? Yes, it does. And mind you, as you may be aware that the second, the second um, highest income that the government is receiving is from the international student, migration from the international student. That's probably the reason why I guess the government is recognizing the value of these people, but of, of the international students. However, my concern is that when things, when this COVID-19 finished, because the government is giving like a grant, currently only South Australia um, is giving a 500 grant to the international students, only South Australia. Um, and $200, I believe a fixed pay at a one time payment to the homestay. So uh, that's a good thing, it would help, you know, students to, um, to assist the students but uh, like I said my or oh, a bit you know uh, well it's up to the it's up to the government but this is only my view in a sense that you're giving too much not too much you're giving something to the students to to all Australians however would that be at the end of this COVID-19 are you give? Are you putting more taxes, tightening the process of tightening the process of the immigration, um, increase of educational fees for international and local? So that, that, that's the thing. But you know, at this point in time, it's a good help to to everyone. So yeah. Yes. Well, money doesn't grow on trees, doesn't it? So uh... yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and um, I guess in terms of your experiences, um, you've migrated from the Philippines to Australia, right? Yeah. What was that process like for you? Well, back in 2000, because 2000, I immigrated 2006 as a skilled migrant. Back then, back then, it's, it's, um, we could easily get a job. Right. You know, it, it's not compared as now. So it's, it's, it's difficult coming from a different country, you know, um, adjusting to everything. It's difficult, but it's something that, you know, you could compare, you could compare. And how's it, but, I mean, you, you kind of alluded it to it already, but um, from what you're seeing with your clients now, is the process and in, in adjustment and I don't know how the migration process in general, is it quite different? It, today than it was in 2006? Very different. Before, it's uh, very different. You know, before, during our times, it's a paper base. Paper base. Right. Um, and it's, it's a big process that time. Now, and it's cheaper. 
it's cheaper at the time now it's obviously when it comes to cost it's higher obviously it's higher so and and it's basically more on electronic nowadays and but more support nowadays you get more support right. than back in 2000 back in 2006 when i first arrived nowadays more support because probably i i think that the people who who experience those you know struggle they don't want they don't want others to experience that as well yeah. is what they've been through so yeah so it's it's um more electronic but it's more complicated and more expensive these days unfortunately indeed indeed right yes. so in terms of um the people that arrive here uh, there is support networks available yes yes uh, i can see and you know, i can um well i'm reading and there are a lot of people helping each other you know different agencies and different group of people you know helping the students especially now i can see um i can see that there is a lot of group there's a lot of individuals giving giving food to these students okay you know? yeah the yeah, community most, coming together correct this is what we call the real meaning of community hmm. <laughs> with a say yes <laughs> And um, if you had to give advice to two particular types of people, what, what would you say to the people that are in the Philippines and thinking of migrating to Australia? And what would, what would be the biggest piece of advice you'd give to people that have just arrived in Australia? Um, oh, well, if you just arrived in Australia, yeah. uh, you have to, you know, go out. And when I say go out, reach you know talk to filipinos and they will give you advice you know and um be involved be involved and um yeah don't don't expect that okay this is a very very um there's sometimes a problem do not just think that for example if you are an engineer from the philippines when you arrive in australia you will automatically get an engineering job so do not, you know, it's a bit of process. You will get there, but it's a bit of process. So, and uh, for those who are coming to Australia, I guess it would be best for them to do some research before jumping into it, because obviously it's different. There are, there are people who are saying, oh, it's very good, very good living in Australia. Yes, it's good. It's good. But different experiences. You know, we have different experiences in life that people can't understand and people might understand. You know, you, uh, you experience the same situation. It's quite, because um, I can certainly speak from my family's perspective. Um, I think there's a, a certain expectation of what they think life is like in Australia. And then um, the reality of it's no different, but I don't know, it's, it's kind of interesting, how the perception versus the reality of what life is. Yeah, like that's Australia. right. It's like, when they're in the Philippines, oh, I want to go to Australia. This is what I'm hearing. And this is what, you know, um, every time I talk, if I go overseas, I go home. I feel, oh, I want to go to Australia because of this, 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 you know, all the good things. Oh, but you, you do not understand that in the Philippines, you have maids. In Australia, we don't have that. We do our own job. We do our own work. We do all the cooking, etc. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it is um, 
for you to decide which place you want to live, which you are comfortable to live with. I mean, so yeah. yeah. Makes sense. And then when you do get here, uh, I guess you're saying you've got to have the long-term plan in mind and yes. work towards it. That's right. That's right. Oh, that's, that's quite, in, that's really useful advice, really useful advice. And um, I guess one question I always ask of every single guest on the show is, um, to you, what does it mean being a Filipino, especially you've, you've experienced both, you know, living in the Philippines for a long period of time and migrating to Australia. Has that, has that opinion of what being Filipino changed over time as you've lived here longer? Well, my heart is still a Filipino. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a perspective was... Um, in different sector, my, you know, it changes different, you know, when it comes to discipline, I would relate that to COVID-19 again, discipline. If you can see the Philippines now, Philippines now, it's, I don't know how to describe, but as we are, we're disciplined, you know, and say that no going out, etc then we abide rules, but I'm not saying it happens. I'm not saying that in the Philippines, they don't follow, not everybody, but you know, there are people who does and doesn't. Yeah. And um, I guess that, that, that stems from like that sense, strong sense of community in Filipino culture, right? It's, yes. it's not necessarily about saying, I want to do what um, the government says, but it's more, I want to do the right thing by my community. Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah. So you, you said that you clearly, um, your heart is still saying you're Filipino. Uh, I am. Yeah. I am. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And then. Yeah, um, you're still Filipino. Do you, do you have a voice? Do you have a voice in the back of your head that goes, oh, I'm an Australian, I'm an Australian now? Or do you still kind of go, right, not Filipino still? No, I, I'm still, every, every time people would ask me, what are you, I mean, I'm a Filipino. It's always first first answer. I'm a Filipino, but yes, I'm I'm now an Australian citizen. You know what I mean? And yeah. Every time, every time, it's not that I'm Australian. Yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, I'm thankful. I'm here in Australia. You know. <laughs> it's it's interesting. Like it doesn't matter who I ask if they've got even an ounce of kind of Filipino background to them. They always go, I identify as Filipino first like culturally like it seems to be like this real magnet of a culture where you instantly mm -hmm. go identify as filipino it's very kind of attractive to people that's right yeah that's right. very interesting <laughs> <laughs> well thank you very much Cyril, for offering some insight and uh advice um talking about migrants experiences um going through COVID-19 that must be it's it's a game changer right like there's no rule book for this no, no. So uh, I guess uh, people like you and, and you're, you're a principal lawyer in, in your firm, is that right? Yes. Yes, I am. Yes. So what, what firm, uh, what's the name of the firm? It's Gabito Lawyers. Gabito Lawyers. There you go. Okay. So uh, thank you very much. And Gabito Lawyers, uh, if anybody's interested in uh, any types of matter of law, but family law in particular. I'm a line employment, um, employment law, yeah, employment law, because we have like lots of Filipinos been like, you know, um, experiencing this underpayment, unfair dismissal, 
a lot. So yeah, we're here. We're happy to help. No worries. Well, thank you very much, Cyril. Much appreciated. Thank you very much. I'll just... Uh... Sabihin sa'yo Magmula Nung nakita kay naakit ako Simple lang natulad mo Ang pinapangarap ko Ang pangarap ko Kaya sana'y maibigan mo Ang nawit kong ito And I'm afraid that's uh, all the time that we have for, for you this evening Hope you found that interview with Cyril um, of some use and interest. And uh, for those that were uh, interested in following up with Cyril, that was uh, Cyril Gabito from Gabito Lawyers. Um, and I'm sure we'll have a conversation in the near future to follow up on some of uh, some of the flow-on effects from the from COVID-19. Uh, I'm your host Juan Pablo Gaspi. You've been listening to Bacara Radio. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Alam mo ba na lalo kang gumaganda sinta Sa simple na katulad mo ako'y nahulog na nga Lahat ay gagawin ko para mapag-ibig ka Sinta Kaya sana'y maibig